This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. We're going to talk about the eye in the sky never lies. And the whole purpose of the eye in the sky, many of the listeners here probably have heard of it, is just looking at things from a different perspective is not necessarily the way you perceive it in action. So like sports, right? When I was growing up, football, they had the camcorder, you know, the old man in the stands with the camcorder that recorded on the huge VHS cassette before they went to the smaller ones. And then um, they uh, videotaped the entire game, and then we would have a small little film sessions so we could see all our flaws, and they're usually different than what we expected. Today, fast-forwarding, uh, I don't know what the football world is for youth sports, but in the hockey world, they, they have these cameras inside the ice rinks that uh, you can go back and relook at things. Uh, they're a blessing and a curse at the same time, but definitely give you an opportunity to go back, and you can actually save like 30-second clips so you could replay them and you can use them for your team or just use it with your family you know just kind of see things from a different perspective uh scuba in some ways uses the same ideas of just trying to look at things from a different angle um and i know on this podcast i shared a story that there were we were on a scuba dive somebody brought a camera and we experienced uh at depth this thing called narcosis um it's in uh it varies from person to person and then depending on depth uh, but just like alcohol, it varies by person, uh, not necessarily by size, but um, there's so many variables that go into it. Some people have stronger tolerances, some have weaker tolerances. It's the same thing with narcosis. And one of the first things that go in both scenarios is that uh, your vision kind of gets blurred uh, to a certain degree. But And so we were scuba diving this shipwreck, and um, nobody could really make out the name they were trying to guess at it on board the uh, ship where all of us were. And when they watched the video, it was super clear on the video, right? So sometimes you could see things from a different light. And so, but sometimes you have to just back off in the situation. And that happens in business and sports. You just have to back off and kind of look the, uh, you know, the whole arena. Uh, I know I, I read some um, military books and I know, uh, and even on uh, a podcast out there, they talk about some of the things that happen in battle, and they talk about it too, where sometimes um, the the troops are just in the wrong spot, and sometimes just picking your head up and looking to see where things are at can put people in a safer direction, a better direction, you know, more in a position to win. The same thing goes in business. Sometimes you just got to lift your head up because we're always, our heads are always down. We're, we're grinding away. Uh, we, we're in the trenches, right? And so uh, a lot of times, um, even troops, you know, you can't always win the war from the trenches. Uh, it's about strategy and seeing things from the bigger picture and, and, and possibly trying different angles. And so um, there's a lot that goes into it, even down to the benefits health plan. And so, um, some of the data I'm going to share with you today um, is not generated by me, but information was um, available at the Kaiser Family Foundation, as well as a publication that's called Employee Benefit News. These are sources, and you can go to their websites and find the information as well. 41% of people in America actually carry medical debt for many different reasons, right? So. The average employee out there, really, they, they actually, that there was a survey done and the average employee feels that for what they're paying for, the out-of-pocket expenses is super expensive for what they actually pay. In 2023, the average 
has been more than um, than thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars per employee. Just imagine what it's like for family, and so the cost has definitely um, risen to a point where now uh, it has been for years. The pinch and it's getting worse as time goes on. I'm waiting for the bubble. Um, not sure when it'll occur or if it'll even occur, but it's similar to that happened in the you know the mortgage and the real estate industry. Well, at at some point there's got to be a bust. Doesn't mean that the premium premiums and healthcare costs won't go back up, but I'm just saying that there has to be a tipping point at some point where there's a fall. Some of it's already occurred, some of it's in, in, in route, and there's some uh, triggers that we could talk about here in a moment that could possibly get to that point where uh, you create your own t- uh, tipping point. Employer-sponsored plans uh, cover more than 50% of Americans in the country, and so um, we're going to be looking at from the employer side, what you can do to actually make things better for the employees and including yourself as the, maybe the company owner or executive, the one who's driving the ship um, to make things better. Uh, but even employers admit they're in the survey that um, uh, the parent company of employee benefit nudes had put together uh, and published that 68% of the employers that were surveyed feel that their plan designs were limited by their budget. And so they could only do so much because they only had a certain budget for it. And part of it's just because of cost. Um, you know, the cost is so high. And most of them um, use a benefit con- consultant for their input. So with it being expensive and the costs keep driving up, the out-of-pocket expenses keep driving up for the employees, it just seems like it's an endless battle. And so where do you think that they're looking for all their plan designs and how to be innovative and control their costs. Obviously, the current brokers or consultants that are out there. But today, healthcare premiums over the last decade have risen 114%. But our incomes haven't gone up 114%, that's for sure. In fact, inflation's really actually catching up. But medical cost inflation is growing at a much faster rate than inflation itself, even though that's accelerating right now in 2022, 2023, and people are feeling the pinch even at the kitchen table. The ball is in the employer court, so what are they going to do? The government's tried to step in despite their best efforts or really failing. I know some people always bring up, well, what about an employer-sponsored plan? What if, um, not employer-sponsored plan, but a government health plan, uh, like socialized medicine, uh, would that be better um, than what we currently have now? Other countries are doing it, but the problem is they only hear things from the surface. So when you look into those socialized medicine or the government-funded health plans throughout the world, um, there's nuances with it. And so um, you're going to be trading off a whole lot. I always say in America, you you have this little thing that they call greed. And so it's greed on both sides of the fences. You got greed from the providers that want to drive up costs because they want to get paid more. And you got greed and demanding patients um, that want access to care like now, immediately, like yesterday. And so there's not a balancing act between the two that's going to make it work. So how are you going to put the government involved right in one big fat check for it all and controlling both sides of the faucet? I I just feel like it's going to be a big train wreck. And that's just from the world of Butch Zimar, but doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. But let's just say um, in the United States right now, there's uh, three government supplied health care systems. You got Medicare, you got Medicaid, and you got the VA. Uh, Medicare is running out of money. It's generally for the 65 and older, unless you're disabled and you're able to get into the pool. It's financed through payroll taxes until you turn 65 and then you partially fund the rest. 
Uh, they've done math on it that uh, most people overpay. Uh, in fact, if you reinvested the difference um, into other vehicles, uh, you would have more than enough to pay for your health insurance premium after 65. Uh, but it's the fear of the unknown. And once you opt out, uh, to my knowledge, it's really hard to get back in. Then you got Medicaid, which is usually uh, for the poor and to decipher between the two. I always say Medicare, so care for the elder, so Medicare, and then Medicaid, aid is like a Band-Aid, right? So uh, Band-Aid helps bridge the gap for those who are in short um, order of income or just financial needs. And so they're able to get access there. And sometimes there's a combination between the two, a Medicare and Medicaid, depending on the situation. But those are two government healthcare systems. And if anybody knows what public aids like if you don't come to Illinois for sure because providers there the network's huge uh, you can go to every major hospital in the state of Illinois including all the teaching hospitals it's the specialists that really are an issue and then the private healthcare uh, side of it the private uh, practices and so that becomes an issue of getting access to care so you might have to spend a little bit more time finding the provider but a ton of providers are in it but my the problem is is the provider side it's taken them 18 to 24 months to get paid on services so bigger practices are able to stomach that because they're going to be in business in 24 months so they're going to they'll wait to receive their check it's just that there's not enough money there even though the federal uh, grant money and part of the affordable care act and the medicaid expansion there's money there but just not enough and so you run out of money in both cases there then you got the va and uh, if you've been paying attention over the last what decade or so there's been va issues right people um missing exams because they were purged from the system or there's a list that goes on or you have to wait in line or you have to reschedule and get in line somewhere else to get health care for most things you're fine but for major things you end up having had some issues now i do know uh, myself being a veteran utilizing the healthcare system through the va is not terrible by any means it works like an hmo and i haven't had any issues but i don't have any major issues um, i know other people that have had surgeries and other procedures done and they really haven't had any issues it, it works for the most part same with socialized medicine all over the country i'm sorry all over the world and so there's even a movie by, um, that talked about world health care and uh, even um, talked about how great the canadian system is but uh, the, they don't talk about how many people come over the border and pay cash. And then the big question is, why would they do that when the health care could be free? It's because they wait too long, right? So uh, you're going you're gonna to jeopardize the length of time that you have cancer uh, or a heart disease to get something taken care of uh, in order to prolong life and enjoy what's left. Um, or, um, or you just put your hands on the government and let them take care of it. So a lot of times the basic stuff is taken care of, which essentially you can get access here through Medicare or Medicaid, or if you're a veteran through the VA. But the government really um, is a train wreck in a lot of ways. And so they've, despite their best intentions, they haven't really made progress. So now I, since majority of the healthcare provided to employees in America were, are through employer sponsor plans, I think the employers in America will need to step up. They need to look outside the box. There's a lot of things that happen. So even from our experience, uh, we're not a big national broker. We do work nationwide in a lot of cases, but but we're not like this big, huge um, agency. And um, we're, we're more nimble. We, we could do things faster and quicker and, and more innovative than the big guys. But, but with that, knowing that 
you know, the, the big guys aren't really preaching innovation or bringing ideas to the table. And, and employers are not taught what questions to ask because they really don't know. And they're not given the, um, the, the reports or documentation to get them to ask those questions. And so, um, you have to think outside the box and become a little bit more innovative, more nimble, and then and then get yourself back in the driver's seat as an employer, whether you're the CFO or the HR representative, to try to get better outcomes. Um, but one of the things I always encourage um, employers, especially if they've been doing the same thing over and over, um, and and even in our own shop, is that um, because sometimes we're the startup, but we help the startups, and then we're the only broker that's been involved. At some point, we do have to take a bigger, better look at the big picture, right? Where we've progressed and then where we're headed, right? What are the experiences that we developed over the time just from the employee base? Every company is different. So there's not really a cookie cutter idea or um, procedure or process. Um, everything could be customized to a certain degree. We have built a uh, employee benefits playbook um, that helps walk people through. But again, it's it's covers areas that may not have been addressed before, and but it leaves a lot of room for customization and personality based on the employer. The strategies that go involved may actually save money over a period of time, but if you keep doing the same thing and uh, you're only presented certain plan designs. You have to keep your budget within um, a certain parameter. So therefore, the plan designs get jeopardized because you can only do so much. So which brings me to a case study uh, that I brought up many times. I just love the story uh, because we they were with this broker for like 20 years. The second generation was coming in or already been in. And the, the first generation is kind of fading out in the background, like kind of like chairman. Uh, it's it, it was a, a large, small employer, um, so it's not like they were too big, but they were um, definitely not small. I kind of came in and said, "Well, when's the last time you looked at things from a different angle, a different view? You know, can we step back and, and kind of like get the eye in the sky look on on what's going on here?" We were able to change not all the plan designs, but we were change some of them to create a an incentive for the employees to make different decisions. And so by having this innovation of uh, uh, ideas that go into it, it actually cost by the time we were done with the open enrollment, the overall premium at the new rates for the renewal was 25% less than the year before. On top of that, I would say about a quarter to a third of the employee base that opted into the health plan uh, reduced their out-of-pocket expenses at the same time. And that was a choice by their their own. And so they evaluated which plans are going to be best for them. A lot of them chose to keep that plan or go with the plan that had less out of pocket. In fact, today we're, we're bringing more innovation to them to save cost. Uh, it's actually going to um, save them um, uh, literally like another 20%. Uh, but um, some of the employees are, are just hard nose on that reduced out of pocket. And so the, the money talks on both sides, the out-of-pocket expenses as well as the premiums. But And so we're in the middle of trying to work through that to see what the best options are for the employee. But but most employers are stuck in the same boat where they're, they're, they're not looking at different options. They, they need the innovations. They need the new ideas. 
And so sometimes you just need a second opinion. Um, unfortunately, a lot of insurance brokers and consultants create their own problems in the workplace for the employer. The employer doesn't have any basis, right? They don't know. And the problem is the industry keeps feeding on itself. So it's like this endless cycle of it's kind of like recycling all over again. It's just not really a, um, the greatest thing in the end. And our average age in our industry for consultant um, brokers I think uh, it's probably getting closer to mid 60s now, um, if not older. And so you got old school ideas. Uh, a lot of that generation was still used to most of their life. They did paper, um, not technology, where there's newer agencies out there that are using a lot more technology. And of course, that's just like in any other industry. But I'm just saying there's more ideas. Like in this case, we, we're looking at opportunity. We're actually the the move we're about to make or potentially make in this one company might actually put them back to what they were three or four years ago. And so that premium savings is real, even though there's inflation that's going on. It's real money and put their premiums back further. Imagine if they just stayed where they're at before, they would have been much higher. Hey, gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006, or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zmar podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zmar to work for you now. Talk about looking at things from a different view or, you know, the eye in the sky kind of idea. So um, a Navy story here. So the... The publications that we worked on when we worked on aircraft showed us exactly how things needed to be done. And then there was alternatives printed out in there. And then you had your experience. Well, when I was out there, we were having troubles with these um, airplanes that couldn't get fixed um, by the rule book, so to speak, right? The textbook answer, right? So we actually had to change the way we were thinking, the way we looked at it. It was like the eye in the sky, right? So we actually did do different things by trial and error by the way um, we were trying to look at it differently. And then, you know what? In the end, it worked. And so another great example is um, at some point as a childhood um, ambitions, uh, I wanted to be an astronaut. Uh, but uh, my only argument on the reason I'm not an astronaut today is I read the old school uh, books and uh, a lot of the astronauts came from the uh, armed services, even though they still do, but a lot more today are not coming from the armed services. But anyhow, there's a movie with Apollo 13 about the moon um, potential moon landing they had, but it's a great uh, movie with Tom Hanks in it. But they portrayed at one point, um, they were trying to get them back safely to Earth. And so this the um, this astronaut, Ken Maddenly, in that movie, they were trying to figure out how to uh, power up the uh, the capsule without going over a certain number of amps and this was important because if they exceeded the amps they wouldn't be able to make that re-entry and so they trial and error everything but eventually he looks at things from a different point of view and eventually he he figured out a way to reverse the the procedure that was there keeping the 
the amps low and bringing them back to safety. And so um, things happen all the time in work and business and sports and technology that you just have to look at things from a, a different angle and, and it makes things a lot better in the end because in this case, like my case study, they're saving money. In fact, we're looking at opportunities to bring their premium back to what they were paying three, four years ago. So how does this work for you, right? Let's look at things from a different angle when the pressure's off. This is mid-year, right? What we're talking about this recording is happening in April uh, 2023. And we're already doing um, July, August renewals. And, um, and those are set renewals, but we're actually doing mid-year um, reviews as well. So we have a couple that are in the hopper now that the renewal is not until January 1st, but we're reviewing it now because the pressure's off. Uh, they have a little bit more freedom and a little bit of time. We're able to look at things from a different angle. We're able to look at, you know, the sky view on what we're doing and looking at the cost and plan designs, you know, even communicate with the carrier, right? Like sometimes mid-year, some of the carriers will be a little bit more motivated because it gets them out of the fourth quarter renewals because it's a train wreck for them in the fourth quarter too. So there's some incentive. You could possibly extend your renewal past a certain point. Some carriers are doing that for a financial incentive to, to get you out of the fourth quarter as well. Even just get a second opinion from a broker and, um, and th this is great because now you're getting a different viewpoint. Some of the brokers may charge for it. Like if you call our office and you ask for a proposal, depending on the conversation, we may charge for the proposal, but you own it, right? You could take it back to the current broker. And if you utilize those plan designs and ideas, then have at it, right? You paid for what it's worth. Uh, otherwise, if you uh, if we earn the relationship or uh, you do this with another broker, uh, then you work on terms and agreements for that consulting fee or, or, or none for that matter. So definitely uh, right now is a good opportunity, uh, especially if you're over 100 space, 100 employees. And because I think um, there's a lot of opportunity missed there by current broker plans. And so take a look at it and save some money in 2023.